I'm going to stop playing this song if you guys don't start talking. Okay. Right. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Good morning. I love it. It's so fun. How are you? I feel like I haven't heard it in ages. It does seem like a while since Me we've too. recorded. Right? But Joe's Jessica's been pumping been out. Away. Yeah. I've been sad about it. Yep. We've been away. We. Yeah. It's been Jess- weird. So how is everything? Long time no speaker. Yeah, the last time we did speak, or the last thing I remember editing or or show note writing was how you were saying that you needed to shed your skin, be away, and stop putting out other people's fires, and you went away for a while. I mean, you still had fires, but there are fires that you set. How was your How was your time away? It was pretty awesome. Not gonna lie, sleeping on the good. diagonal um, in a king size bed. How was it? It was it was actually a um double. I had two doubles. My dad was with me for the first uh let's see, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. He left Friday. And then um we we saw each other Tuesday night. Wednesday we went to Universal. Thursday he hung out by the pool and then we went to pick up Elsie from the airport so he got to meet Elsie. And then Friday morning he left. Went he went thrift store shopping and then went to see his cousin, um, which is kind of his thing. So um, it was really fun. Universal. I had some, you know, I had some, I had several personal epiphanies the entire time I was there. Um, catalyzed is that a word? Catalysted. Catalyzed by a couple of different things. Um, so my first epiphany was an accident we were on we went to universal and went on some of the rides there was absolutely no way to tell from the outside if a ride was going to be scary a roller coaster induced heart attacks like it just every ride said if you're a heart patient don't go on the ride so my dad was just like trying to risk it you know like um after the first ride was it was minions after the first ride we uh, stepped off the right. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been, have either of you been to Universal? Yeah. My oh, family years and it. years ago. So you know that what they actually do, they're geniuses. They don't actually build roller coasters. They build simulations. And the newer that they get, the better the 3D goggles are. So you are not on a roller coaster. You're in an audience and your seat is moving and wind is blowing in your face as if you were on a roller coaster and it fucks with your brain a little bit. So. Uh, my, you know, the first one is the minions and we're like flying through the air and chasing a gift and running from the minions. And like, it was just crazy. At the end of it, my father sort of, we all stumble out of the ride. My dad goes, can we just sit down for a second and think about what happened? What just happened? <laughs> Which I thought was so funny. He wanted some downtime after the minions. He just was like, I just need to sit down for a second and think about what just happened. And like, everyone's like, oh. Andy, you're so funny. And then they all start walking away. My dad was like, I really wasn't kidding. And I'm like, I know, dad, let's go. <laughs> I mean, it was like, it was like, what just happened? Every ride was like that. So he probably did like four or five and then left me to do Harry Potter, which was a full roller coaster. It was kind of amazing. That we did. Um, yeah. um And I didn't know it was going to be a roller coaster, but I screamed and I screamed in the roller coaster. And then I was like, Oh, that was fantastic. I need a, I need a new ride that's going to make me scream. So I found another one and I screamed again. Then I was like, I have to go on all the things that are going to make me scream. And I screamed my ever loving face off and it was so liberating. 
cathartic. I just screamed and screamed and screamed and screamed. It was the best time I ever had. I've not been on a roller coaster in like 20 years. But I have to say, the screaming, boy, did I feel better. Hot damn. That was great. Um, it was good stuff. So that was Who's, really fun. Who sat next to you as you screamed your way through these roller coasters? Mm, either my father or Mark. Okay. No, Mark, my, my father didn't go on the roller coasters. It was Mark. Because um, Ramona stopped going on the roller coasters too. So the reason I went on the big one is because they needed a fourth. And I was like, fine. It was the best time of my life. But it was his sister Izzy and his business partner Kieran. And they're both under – they're like 24 and 26. And then it was me and Mark who were like over 30, you know. So I was just like – I mean like it was – you know, it was – I didn't need to hold anyone's hand or anything like that. It was basically just humorous to hear the other person scream their face off, you know. Um, but it was good. So it was really good. It wasn't just you screaming. It was everybody. Scream. I mean, I was screaming in a cathartic yeah. way. Other people were screaming in sort of like a this is really fun kind of way. Okay. Okay. Well, good. Like and they thought you were. Yeah. I wasn't woohooing. I was just like, how loud can I scream? Kind of like it was, it was like almost a contest I was having with myself. And then tribal. you were on a panel where you had no voice left because you screamed your way I through. I actually did not ruin my voice, oddly, okay. but I was basically okay. crippled by the end of the day because it was 10 straight hours of walking. And even if you're the skinniest person alive, that hurts like shit. So, like, the next day I tried to wear high heels and I was like, oh, ah, ee. Oh. The next day I did a workshop for three hours with my friend Katie. And I had to sit down through most of it because I couldn't stand. I looked hot, though, but I couldn't stand. Um... And then, so I did that and then went to go work on, most of the time I was there, I was working on roast jokes because at some point during the day, someone would either tell me what their jokes were on the panel or say to me, man, you're going to be fantastic. I can't wait to hear you roast Dave Jackson. No I would feel a panic. Yeah, no pressure. And then be like, I better go work on my set. <laughs> like I started to like freak out a little bit. So by the time the roast actually happened, I was shitting in my pants. Um, but it came out good. I don't know if John sent you the video. I can't oh, send yeah. her the video. video. On the it's, on, it's on Facebook. Oh, you can. I'll share it. You can. Okay. Um, it's on the Libsyn page. I actually saved it, so I can either send you the link to it or let's see. I can find it. I think I have it in my saved videos. She did amazing. She um, was the best. She was the best roaster. I wish I had known you didn't see it. I would have sent it to you before we recorded, but that's fine. Okay. Hey, so there you are screaming. Um, do you know there are people who do scream therapy? Do you know that's like yes. a thing? Once I got off there, Ramona was like, yeah, you were doing like a primal scream. And I was like, yes, I guess that's there's a thing. Something. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. It really, really helps. It's crazy. I can't imagine any other situation other than sitting in a hokey pokey freako whatever office and and somebody encouraging you to do that, you feel like a fucking idiot. But I can't think of a better way to do it than the way you did. Like, I can't think amazing. of a better way to just be put in a position where it's totally acceptable. It feels natural. Other people yeah. are doing it also. And it's it's completely over the top. And it's it's encouraged. It's normal. It's perfect. It was it's accidental. It was accidental therapy. And it worked great. It was great. Truly. So my question, Jessica is that after you went through all this and you got all that out and you came home, how long before it just started all building back up again? And It hasn't yet, and here's why. So, like, I'm going through this class. This is, like, the non-funny portion of our show. But, like, I'm going through this class um, called Life Reentry, which is a class 
um, written and uh, by an author who's a friend of mine who I've known for a while. Her name is Christina Rasmussen. And she wrote this book called Second First after she lost her husband when she was in her 30s. She had she was already, believe it or not, a, a grief therapy worker. And so she wrote this book about how to re-enter life and not be stuck between we you and I've talked about we've talked about this on the show already. I just didn't know there was a name for it. Stuck between the person you were when they were alive and the person you're meant to be. There's like this I'm stuck area. And so her class is meant to sort of shove your ass out of there. Um, but the, so, so week one was like two weeks ago where you kind of talk about the other things you've lost besides just your daughter, like the ability to go to her wedding or have grandchildren, et cetera. And then last week was meant to be grief cleansing, which was hard since I was away. But basically you kind of just like ask grief to talk to you, listen to what it says, write it all out, identify patterns of behavior that are unhealthy and try and reframe them. And now this week we're doing something called plugins, which is like, a small, tiny baby step to either get back to who you were or to find who you're going to be. So for example, so for example, um, doing comedy, having a comedy podcast, yeah. this, this what's happening right now is a plugin. Now I have not always been good at it. I, like our show for the last 13 or however many episodes we've done um, sometimes has suffered because it's a plug-in and it's scary and it feels hard and it's, and I don't feel funny or, you know, like there were weeks there we were doing the show and it was her death anniversary. It was her birthday. It was my birthday. It's not always been easy, but like now that I can identify it as such, I can take, I, I can at least take a baby step to identify that and try to make it funnier. Now that I know what, what it can be for me, that it's a step towards who I want to be in the future. Um, it doesn't have to be like another podcast I'm doing. It can be a way of honing comedy because comedy must be something I'm supposed to be doing. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, it does actually. Actually, it does Definitely. make a lot so of actually, sense. So actually, actually, my suggestion in doing topics was actually a baby step in that too because um, whatever we end up talking about, I can re-listen to it, write down the bits, and hone them for stand-up. You're going to do stand-up? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm, I'm, I don't know, but I could. Okay. Or we could write it into a show, Melissa, or we could make a movie out of one of the, I mean, you know, you can just take one little piece that we do, even if it's like getting caught by your kid and like exploded into something, a one woman show, an episode of a sitcom. I mean, all of the things that we talk about in some way can be blown up to the ridiculous and made into comedy if, if I'm aware of it. I'm pretty you know confident what I mean? that what we're living is ridiculous and can be blown at all up. times. Yeah, at all times. Agreed. At all times. So yeah. So so knowing that is good. And then also, I have another plugin that I've been trying to do. If I tell you, you're going to hold me to it. So I'm just I'm going to tell you, but I'm not going to give you any updates on it whatsoever. Um, when Emily was still alive and she was at rehab, one of the things I wanted to do in order to start exercising was tap dance. I and have a so, neighbor who does that. Who did that? I bought months, maybe years ago, a tap floor and tap shoes and tap lessons that I could do on my, on like my iPad. And I even bought a stand so that I could watch the iPad while I'm tap dancing yet to touch it, yet to open it. So we did the call last night about plugins. And then for the first time today, I put the tap floor on the floor, put the tap shoes on and did five minutes of tap dancing. And for just a tiny little minute, I was my, I hate the word authentic self, but for a tiny little minute, I was 
doing something that only I'm good at. I don't know anyone else that's good at this but me. Um, I did it for 12 years when I was a kid, John. You made a face like, holy shit, she tapped in. I did it for 12 years and I had to stop for Hebrew school. But my grandmother was a rockette. So like it and like my other side, they're dancers too. Like I, I have the, it was something I had to give up that I didn't want to give up. Now the reason and you, now that I'm the reason you heard my saw my face was because I couldn't find this. <laughs> That's why you saw yeah. the face. I couldn't find it. I was but like, where so is that? I don't have to ever do it in front of anyone or take videos or have it be any kind of success story. But stomping around is good though. Oh no no yes you do. I'm going to well, need we'll to see it. We'll talk about that later. For <laughs> now, just getting through a 43-minute class and maybe doing like – they like it's classes beginner through intermediate and then they also do tap workouts. So just doing that with no goal of, you know, losing weight or whatever, just doing it because it's fun and it puts me in a better mood, helps me think, will be enough for now because it's only for me. Do you think that you could primally scream while tap dancing? Let's try. Ah! Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. We got to set the mood. Ah! Wait, 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 wait. No, got to get the second element. Melissa's setting me up so that someone will walk in. All right, let it happen. Go, let it rip. Go ahead. Ah! Ah! Okay, sorry. You're an asshole, truly. Because I think that would, I think that combination, A, could be the next craze in exercise, fitness, and therapy combined. Scream tapping. Scream tapping? Scream tapping is, it's the future. There's a future in both therapy and fitness in scream tapping. You are fucking insane is what you are. You're insane. Truly insane. I think it's important. I think um, I've already trademarked it, so look out because coming soon to a local gym near you. Wow. Out of your mind, you're insane. Out of your mind. Sorry. No. It was, no, it was, I'm trying to do two sound effects at the same time. Hang on. It was supposed to be. Yeah. Wow. I think, I think it's genius. I don't know what you're laughing at. It's genius. <laughs> there you go. Love it. That's something. I love it. So your plugins. I love your plugins. I never... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Broke them down that way. But yeah, that's, we last talked, I was saying, you know, I, you want to know who you are? Well, my kids are watching me pull this off. And if this is my prepare for, get excited for, love to share stories and, and hear stories. And, and yeah, it's all centered around humor. Although I have to tell you, recently a therapist told me that humor is not a good way to deal with your emotions. And I thought, I think that's I need to- That's not what I'm doing though. I think I need to find another therapist. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I mean, I don't know what you have going on, but I guess what I'm saying is like, it's technically not a good way to deal with your emotions, but as long as you're processing through what they are, you can make fun of them after. You can't just make fun of them and then move on. That's definitely not healthy. Hmm. Mm, what if I have them it's all just the way through? Start to fit. No, no, no. We're working through it, but I'm definitely mocking the shit out of the whole process. Right. Well, can you just do it in your head so you don't ruin it for other people? I'm a parent. It's my job to ruin everything. I ruin everything. My kids tell me all the time. How do you expect them to take their mental health seriously if you're mocking it the entire time? I'm not mocking mental health. I'm mocking stupid things, which which deserve to be mocked. Um, Give me an example. All right. So here's how Mallory did it. Um, Should I tell this? So Mallory... 
had to had to draw a picture. We all had to draw something. And a friend of ours who was helping us through a process said, all right, let's look at your drawings. What did you mean when you drew this? And Mallory said, I think you're reading too much into this. I was bored. I drew this. Like, I, like she just, she just wanted to draw something. And she, I don't know. She just said like, don't, don't be so, don't be so interpretive of things that just are not anything. Like, let it go. Just be in the, I thought we we're in the moment. And she learned a little, I guess, mockery from me or, or I don't know that it's mockery, but it's, it's humor. We, if I don't have humor, I got nothing. So if my kids are damaged yeah, for me using humor, we got trouble. Yeah, right I think it's a, a very a good way of deflection and diversion humor. I think that's what it does. It does it for me. Like there'll be sometimes when there's when it's really, really uncomfortable, when things are uncomfortable, and then I'll come out with some kind of really off-the-wall offensive saying or joke or something, and everybody looks at me like I've got two heads, but I just think it... Isn't that what makes us brilliant, John? Isn't that mm -hmm. what makes us brilliant? I think so. Yeah. And what happens is the suppression of not saying that at that time makes more tension. Like, I just have to say, I have no filter. I'm like a camel cigarette. I have no filter whatsoever. I just <laughs> I don't have any trouble sitting in the awkward either though. I I've I used to and yes. used to that quit little... very quickly, but now I'm I'm willing to sit in uncomfortable because if I'm uncomfortable, somebody else is too and maybe maybe somebody else will speak and maybe something else will come out and maybe but I I sometimes take pleasure <laughs> in that uncomfortable funk. Uh I get sometimes I get embarrassed for the person. Do you ever have that happen where you get so embarrassed for the per- – a lot of TV shows, the, the comedy on TV shows, I think they, they get – it's embarrassing comedy. And I think that's what The Office was. That's why I don't like The Office is because – Mallory hates that too. It's an yeah. embarrassing comedy. I can't, I can't sit there and listen to it. I can't watch it. I get cringe. My rear end, my butt tries to rip a hole in the seat that I'm sitting in. It's because, uncomfortable, right? Yes, very uncomfortable. Yeah. So Mallory started to watch Ally McBeal, a show I absolutely loved when it was on, and she said – I can't watch it. It's so physically uncomfortable for her to see this woman in all of these uncomfortable positions of thinking something, saying something stupid, having a big thing, a spinach in her teeth, whatever it is that made her physically uncomfortable to watch it. She just walked out. And I used to love that show. I forgot all about that show. How right. about that? What show is it again? Allie Which McBeal. One? I have to look that up and look and try that out. I finally just got through Jessica Jones. She's uncomfortable with Allie McBeal. Mallory was. I love Jessica Jones. I love I Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Is fantastic. I haven't watched this last season, but I do love Jessica Jones a lot. There's it's only great. one season. The new season uh, comes out March 8th, the second yeah, season. Mm-hmm. It's in my calendar. I loved her. But yeah, Allie McBeal, she, she runs into a, a boyfriend she had from college and, and there's just everything so palpably like physically uncomfortable and Mallory's like yo I can't sit through this I'm out oh mm-hmm. that's interesting that's good to know John has it too yeah I do I, I'd rather have a dark humor or something like like I'm more married with children than the office I'm more in your face kind of crazy humor like that we ought to do one yeah. time we ought to do a a bracket of top six let me think about this Best shows ever. Top 32, either 32 or 16 sitcoms of all times and whittle it down. We could vote on it. Let's do it. I think that would be kind of neat because, I mean. Wait, can we just find it and do it now? Well, I guess. But, I mean, first of all, you'd have to go. You don't want to be better prepared? 
yeah, I mean, I, we'd have to like so the way I do it, the way I yeah, the way makes, I what's the fun in that? The way I Fuck do it is I would have to find. All right, so give me your give me your top four comedies of all time. Seinfeld. Okay, write that down. You over there, you Melissa, you, write this. Are yeah, you pointing you have a to pen. somebody? Yes, you have a pen. So I, I saw I, you. Do I have a pen? Yes, do you I? do. Yes, it. Oh, look, it has a point this time. <laughs> it does. I don't have a. I don't have a pen. Do I don't either. That's pen? why I told her. I saw. Do you it want the something. highest rated one? No, I want. I want you. What you think is you the best? Melissa's... The best four best four sitcoms that you know of. Best four. Right. Give me the best four. They'll be the top seeds. If um, you so, you got you got Seinfeld. What else? I love The Big yeah, Bang Theory. Okay, yeah, put that that's down. A good one. Definitely. And then what's another one? Cosby Show. Cosby Show. You can write that down. I don't think that's a number one, but okay. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Cheers. cheers could be a number one. I would say Cosby Show's either a three seed or a four seed, but okay. Can, can we ask our listeners Roseanne. to? to... Well, oh, I was thinking about funny. that. What you could do is you could take Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince is a good one. You could write Will that and down. Grace. Will and Grace would work. Will and Grace is a so great what you one. do is you write down thirty two yes. sitcoms and then we make a bracket and then on social media. Uh, on on Twitter, I love Lucy. You could do a Twitter poll. I love Lucy works. The honeymooners work. Martin, Martin works. I hate to say Friends, but I know people love it. But I fucking right. I don't. Can't I, stand I, it. Yeah, I know. Friends works. I mean, I mean Parks it was and appointment Rec. television for a while. Is Parks mm, and Rec supposed was. to be funny? Because I don't think it is. But the hell, I think it's fucking hilarious. Parks and Rec. Yeah, yes, Parks and Rec is funny. Married with children, all in the family. What about Night Court? Remember Night Court back in the oh, day? I love, I love Night, Night Court. Court. Love See, there Curb you go. Your enthusiasm. Third Rock from the Sun. Third Rock from the Sun was so always funny. good. Yeah. Until we started dating Jane Curtin and it got a little e. What about Mork and Mindy? I loved it the whole time. We go back Mork to the and Mindy 70s. Is a good one, but not as funny as. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have the. And 50s. now we're going to have a tournament. Is that what's happening? Yeah. We, we can think of 32 of okay. them. And then what you do is every week you put like two, two bracket, two. You have two tweet offs where they come in and they vote, and then, then the listeners vote, and we see where it goes. We take two out All of All right, it. so I will put together this list of 32. Mm-hmm. It seems I'm punished because I own a pen. Right. <laughs> so I will take <laughs> care of this. It's so sad. I will it's suffer true. for for having a pen. P.S. I have three pens right now around me on the floor and a Sharpie. So, <laughs> All right, there you go. Um, so yes, I will take care of this, and then the next step. Hey, dear listeners, take take a look out for keep a lookout, keep an eye out. What is that phrase for for best sitcoms of all time? And if you want to participate in this, out, and think. thank you, and let us know what if we've missed one that we were just talking about. Please just slap it up on our Facebook page, or tweet it to us, or get it to us, and we will put it in and. We will hopefully get this up in time for you to hear it so you can tell us what your favorite sitcom is. We need the great Jessica Kupperman to start retweeting some of the brilliant observation tweets so that it hits more of an audience because she has how many how many people on Twitter do you have following you, Jessica? Your personal account. 13,000, I think. 13,000. I have like 300. So, I mean, if Jessica throws it out there, I think. I've been on Twitter since 2007. So have I. No, nine, 2009. So, I've been on Twitter since like seven days ago. Seven days ago. <laughs> Five days ago. <laughs> I just I just signed up that there was Twitter. I, did. I don't understand the Twitter, but I I'm don't really trying. tweet. I, don't I get know news what to tweet. from Twitter, but I don't I don't tweet really. See, so you're a lurker. I, I on Twitter I 
yes. check news. Is lurking? I don't check people and see what they're doing. I just do news and yeah, maybe Steve Martin I follow because he's fucking hilarious and a couple of other thinking celebrities. I figure they're rare and a dying breed, so I should definitely follow them. Stephen Colbert, like I follow a few, but I, mm-hmm. I don't really see that as lurking. I think on Facebook. Um, in low times of my life, I've definitely been a lurker. <laughs> I've definitely checked out and done my fair of st- share of stalking. But that was like when my kids were tiny and I needed to have something else to do. See, I think I got into all that social media right around the same time, 2007, 2008 is when I started with all that stuff. I mean, before that, there, there was nothing. But if you just think about that right now, it's almost 10 years that I've been, you know, documenting my life on social media and that will live on forever hopefully you know what my sister did my sister went and de- and deleted my mom's facebook account i was like i can't get it back now it's gone and she's like yeah it was too depressing like for you nice i was like what about just, all the pictures and just stuff and i had that conversation remember we talked about that and and emily's page and people who post on there and when she pops up when you least expect it kind of thing yeah, I mean, I understand. I don't know. I just, I didn't want, I didn't want to, I always wanted to be able to go back and see if I wanted to. But then again, you Would have Would it have pictures. just stayed there in perpetuity without any? I think any... they have a way of, I think Facebook has a way now of uh, making a memorial out of it. Like they shut it down so nobody can hack it or whatever. I think there's a thing that they do with it. I don't know. What did you do with Emily's? Is it still there? With her what? Facebook page. I didn't do anything to it. Honestly, like the second she died, I went on Facebook to log in and it said remembering Emily Schaefer. They turned it into they turned it into a, like a death page. See, Facebook did that already? No, it wasn't Facebook. Facebook. I think it was her friends. One of her friends yeah. reported her dead. But now I have no way of logging in, no way of getting into it. I tried to reverse it. Wow. It's very annoying. How about that? I deleted her Twitter. Because that's where she really, um, what's the word? Let it rip. That's where she, (laughs) a good way of putting it. (laughs) She did. She let it rip. That's where she would, that's where she would eviscerate her enemies. And I didn't want that to be how she was remembered. Let's put it that way. Fair enough. So, you know, there's this thing, I forget where it is. Actually, I had to pay $8 a month for it, where it it lets you bulk uh, erase tweets. And one of my accounts, Mm -hmm. I went in and I wiped out two years. It was like I had a head injury. And I lost two years of tweets. And I've been a kinder, gentler person on that account since. You've been a kinder, gentler techno bully since then? I even changed the name. Techno bully's gone. And now I'm the podcast tutor. Ah, uh, tutor. It almost makes you sound British. <laughs> yes, almost. <laughs> almost. Almost. Well, going along those lines, I was thinking recently, I know you want to chat about Valentine's Day, but I was thinking recently about- We don't have to. Okay. About your legacy and like what you leave behind. Mine? Me? One's legacy and what they leave behind. And and <laughs> is it is it jerk? Is it, you know, yeah, we'll get to you. Like what what is it and what would you prefer it to be? Or what so what about you? What you have been memorialized through every podcast you've done. Like there is proof of you in people's lives forever. Yes. Mm-hmm. So podcasting is is a large part your children podcasting your spouse a large part of your legacy you are having a personal crisis i think we've talked about that what do you want your legacy to be who are you talking to now you have to right see. now jessica. yeah which one of us which let's one? start with jessica 
large exhale. Answering the question feels hard because there's a large part of my psyche that doesn't have the energy to care what my legacy and psych and my to like to care what it is. But that said, um, I think I would like to point out absurdities in human behavior long enough to make people laugh about them. I think that I want to raise children that know how to love and be loved. I think I want to inspire people to attempt something they didn't think they could do. Um, and I think I want to just help people push forward. However, I'm supposed to do that, whether it's by being funny or by teaching them technology or by just encouraging them to stop ignoring parts of themselves that are screaming to be, you know, I think people ignore their intuition. They don't know how to listen. I, I feel like I can help people. I feel like my gift sometimes is just see stuff in people they don't see in themselves and then just encourage them to let it out. And that's how you want to be remembered. As like a coach. I mean, I also kind of want to be remembered like, no, mostly just as being funny as balls, to be honest. If people can say that I was funny, that I made people laugh, that when I was in the room, it was never boring. I mean, I think I've already accomplished that, actually. But like, if I died tomorrow, I will have accomplished at least that, right? That I made a party or a meeting or a business or a function or anything a better place just by my being there. That's what I would like. Some, you know what I mean? Yeah. And for me, ever since I can remember, I've always wanted to make people laugh. I always wanted to do stand up. I listened to every. Me too, actually. Every Cheech and Chong, every Bill Cosby, every George Carlin, every Richard Pryor album. And I just wanted to be funny. And I just wanted to make people laugh. And when I got out of high school, I was working for my father and I was listening to people doing morning radio. And I said, boy, you know, I think I could do that. And I actually quit school to or quit work to go to school to get into radio. And then I had made this left turn into the elevator business and worked there for 25 years, had an injury where I can't work in that business anymore. And then at that time, podcasting, I found podcasting. And that to me is my way of trying to be funny and putting out a show. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it, it's almost like me being in a room talking to like, 50 people. But besides that, I still think it's fun. And it's, I think podcasting is very therapeutic. Like for me, I want to get a t-shirt that says anything you say is fair game for my podcast. Anything you talk about. I've had my cousin call me on Saturday. He was white girl wasted. And we had an hour conversation. <laughs> and I, I says, oh, I can't, now I can't wait to open up the mic and talk about it, to be quite honest with you. I think that t-shirt should definitely go right into our merch um, store. Jess, that's perfect for our store. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I love I I love both of those. I think you're both doing those things. So you're on a path of, of everything you want. I hope so. Is it your later in life discovery or is this what you've always wanted? What, being funny? I'm a little jealous that, not jealous, jealous. Yes, jealous that Jess got a chance to get up and roast Dave Jackson. Like I would have loved to have been able to get up there and do that also. I think that if mm -hmm. me and Jess put our hands, our heads together, we could have wrote two routines that would have just slayed there. I think if you put your hands together, you would have just been holding hands. I meant heads, not hands. Okay. Okay. It's that fat, lazy South Jersey tongue I have. 
But either one would be lovely, either <laughs> holding hands or working together. Right. I love the idea of, of working with someone on things. I always feel when I do something creative, I'm all by myself, I'm drowning, and then I give up. So I like the tag team kind of co-writing, bouncing things off, tweaking what they write, them tweaking what you write. I love all of that. We did some of that for Jessica when she did the roast. We were talking and we just started yeah, saying different things. Yeah, I was things. doing a lot of that. And we were banging yeah. back and forth off of each other and she would say something and then I would add to it. And then she would say, no, no, let's do it this way. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. And so it was a lot of fun. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I yeah, can't imagine great. getting yeah. up every morning. That that would be the ultimate job for me is getting up every morning and having to go to work and write you know, comedy, like being a comedy writer for the Tonight Show. Well, not the Tonight Show. He doesn't really do anything that's funny. But like maybe Stephen Colbert or Jimmy Kimmel or something like that. I think Jimmy Fallon's more of a sketch guy than he is a stand-up. And what's preventing you from from doing that? The fact Absolutely that you have a- nothing except laziness. Okay. All right. Well, as long as we've <laughs> cleared that up, terrific. Damn. Well, me and like the, the 40,000 people that want to do the same job. So... Yes, but are they right. nearly as funny as you are? <laughs> They're probably funnier. No, of course not. They They're are. probably funnier. Yes, they are. <laughs> what do you mean? Who? Who's funnier than you? What are you talking about? Uh, there's people. There's a ton of people funnier than me. You got to be kidding me. And I. What are um, you? Sorry, it's a grammar thing. So, oh. so set a goal. Mm-hmm. You set a goal and, and did you submit something? No, my, my biggest goal for me right now is just to do comedy uh, is in a podcast. And whether right, people and like it or doing. not, and yeah, and I'm I'm doing it. I'm I do it every basically every week. Good on both of you. Good on both of you. All right. So my Good my, on leg- both of us. my legacy theory is uh, working out. Um, today is also Valentine's Day. Saint Valentine's Day. Valent, my funny Valentine. I remember the kids on the 13th of February every year coming home and saying, "Ma, I have to make cards for 26 people." Ma. Ma! So we would race to the store, be it Wall Tussin. That sounds painful. Walgreens or, well, some years, I, I can't just go and buy them ahead of time when it's easy because they're not the ones they wanted to give or uh, this one doesn't have candy or this one's a, whatever it is. I am so grateful that I don't have to do that anymore. And I have nothing to do with Valentine's Day other than if I wanted to, wearing a red shirt, no, wait which a I am not. Hold, hold back it up. I am. You two ladies are married. Yeah. There has to be something going on on Valentine's Day. Something you have to do on Valentine's Day. No? Well, Stuart's hoping yeah. for Nook. I was hoping for chocolate. I got flowers this morning and we have dinner tonight. I got but flowers. It's, it's not dinner for two. It's dinner for four. Well, you know, there is a yeah. compromise for you, Mel. Who doesn't want Name a it. chocolate dick? There you go. <laughs> that would have been perfect for Valentine's Day. I remember saying there's nobody to whom I would send a chocolate dick because it seemed like it was a fuck you instead of a check this out. Like it seemed like it was negative when we first investigated this. But yeah, I, this is the perfect holiday for yes a chocolate dick. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing for dinner. I got flowers. I still have to go buy like a... Um, I have to go buy a, uh, what's it called? Card. A card and chocolate and stuff. Um, but he and I made plans a couple weeks ago for my birthday to go to this place called the Wolverton Inn. Sounds lovely. Which we had to cancel because it snowed and we couldn't drive up there. So we tried to reschedule it for this weekend. 
And there were books that were going next weekend, like the weekend of the 24th. So we'll go up there. That's the place that has like a, did I tell you about this? Like we were going to go to this place that has like a, a bed and a fireplace and then an upstairs with a jacuzzi that looks over the bed and the fireplace. So you can Beautiful actually like enjoy the fire. Dairy lodge. Yeah. Yeah. It should be fun. I mean, and we had a nice dinner from, over- I mean, I have no cl- clue what we're going to do now. Also, my sister-in-law is having surgery today. So Uh-oh. I don't even know when Scott will be home. So I'm going to go get chocolate for the schmoo and like a card and I'll get Scott a card and then we're just going to go away, but not until next weekend. So, I mean, I also sent him a Valentine's message. He sent me one. I usually post on Facebook about how much I love him. And then Uh I'll also post the picture of the flowers that he gave me. Let me see if I can find, you know, my theory of the husbands Mm -hmm. who post, I love my wife so much, you know, that theory six months to a year trouble. Yeah. But look how pretty these Those are. are beautiful. Beautiful. Those are beautiful. He gets me flowers. He gets me flowers from this place called Calyx, C-A-L-Y-X. And he always tries to find something really unique. So he's really good at the flower thing. He always gets me flowers for that. And also if I'm hosting a – this is the nice thing. His father used to do this for his mother too. Whenever I'm hosting a family dinner, like whether it's Thanksgiving or Passover – Without fail, he sends me an arrangement for the table, and I always forget he's going to do it. And every time, it's like I'm getting ready, I'm bustling around, then the door will knock, and there'll be these like beautiful flowers, right? Because you're hosting his whole family, and he's a smart know, man still, who understands. It's, really thoughtful. it's lovely. Yeah, it doesn't matter who it, who's coming. It's it's so thoughtful. I just love it. He's the sweetest. So my my favorite picture of him, though, this is the best Valentine he could have given me, is him washing dishes. No. <laughs> True, yes. But Doing no. laundry. I came dishes. upstairs the other night and he's in bed like this with a cape and mask on. Oh. Like oh, Isaac's cape and mask. He's just and they're watching they're watching Kiss Meets Scooby Doo. There you go. <laughs> That's adorable. That's adorable. Yeah. So, so, so what did the I've brilliance have for six days? So I don't really need like a yeah. Stuart requested a coupon book. <laughs> A sexual coupon book? I've given him <laughs> I've given him coupon books in the past. What the hell could you've been married all this time. What could you possibly put in a coupon book that he doesn't already get as a guarantee? Well, it's pretty that's much it's pretty much an on demand kind of thing. Yes, yeah. It's that's that's that it's on demand. It's the fact and not, you have to do things on demand. It's a like even if he's like sweaty and covered in blood from whoever he operated on. What the fuck would have my husband coming home sweaty and covered in blood? You know, an emergency surgery that squirted him. Okay. Ew. Um, yes, Jessica, I guess a coupon could be used in that situation, but so would a hazmat Couldn't suit. It? That is fucking disgusting. True. Um, that is disgusting. Yeah. But it's on demand, so you have to oblige. But when I was younger, the coupon books were much more creative. Like I would cut out pictures oh. and no, I would put pictures of other things on there and, and, superimpose my little tiny face on top of on top of lots of fun and creative pictures and then the next couple of years it was just you know a different kind of picture but then it became one free like free like you paid before but this coupon entitles the holder to and i said if you lose these coupons i'll kill you (laughs) have you you ever done lingerie for Stu? that i have yeah sure and he, does he do lingerie for you? Is that what you're going to tell me? Um, does he do like no. the elephant bag where you put the thing in the as the trunk? Oh my god! What have you ever I seen have, that? No. I saw no a stripper one time about. that had an elephant. 
it's like elephant underpants, but you put the shaft inside where the trunk is, and then the ears are just there like a little hat. It's hilarious. Yeah, I would imagine it is. I'm going to need you to Google and send me a picture of that because... <laughs> okay. Scott's never worn any type of bullshit from me. Yeah, that's... I just think it's funny. But that's okay, not elephant. something that's attractive to me, so... Right. Which, you know, the kids had trouble at school. Oh, great. This is what you want to hear. My The middle school had trouble with a girl who took pictures of herself and sent it to a boy and and i'm just like again boys will ask for pictures of you but girls just don't ask for junk pictures they just don't nor will we ever nor will we ever that's just not something that they're gonna want to see where'd you send it there's a snake one that's pretty good ew some of these look kind of skinny and therefore not that appealing okay first of all i don't know why i just got some guys some guy's name just came up one Facebook. I must have clicked the wrong link. Ah, yes, I did. Skype. Oh, that's disturbing. Holy mackerel. (laughs) Who wears wears that? Strippers. Strippers. I guess. That's who. Strippers. Strippers. Oh, that's just wrong. Anyway, it's terrible. I know. The ears. Oh. Sometimes I do lingerie, but sometimes I don't because... I feel like I should get aware out of it, and I don't. Like, it's never – it's always for show, and the show lasts, like, 30 seconds. 10 seconds, and you're out. Yeah. It's such a waste of material, money, and shipping. Then and right. then it's ripped, and then you can't even wear it again. That's correct. I have to take out my little sewing kit and put the straps back on. But that, It's correct, John, but does that mean that women should give up the lingerie altogether, or is it worth the 10 it's seconds worth of the glory? T- I would say it's worth the 10 seconds for the guy. See? see I just don't like see, it, yeah. like, Melissa, would you want to see an elephant trunk coming at you? No. I don't think no, so. No, for There's the same no reason, reason that I told to my anything. kids. Girls don't ask for that. We are not interested in that. That is not... But boys There's no do. reason for Scott to wear anything. There, I literally cannot think of one type of sexy outfit he could wear other than a tuxedo that would do anything for that's me. That's hot. See, yes, women, want, in women want men in more clothes, not less. You want to know when I'm the most attracted to Scott? You guys are going to laugh. I like laughing. Always in a house of worship, like either synagogue or shul or a funeral, somewhere we have no business looking at each other that way. That's, But he's always all dressed up. That's pretty much the time that I'm just like, I'm going to have to take your clothes off now. I don't know why. Probably because it's inappropriate. Probably, yes. Yeah. But yeah, always synagogue, always Yom Kippur, which is like the one time you're not. You can't, to, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. it's the same thing with laughter. It's things are fucking funny when you're not supposed to be laughing. I call it church laughter because you feel your shoulders start to move and you can't stop laughing and it's totally quiet and you have to keep it quiet. Your eyes start pouring down and yeah, you just can't. You're not supposed to laugh. You're not supposed all the places. It's taboo. Yeah. It's our taboo. What's your fetish. worst? valentine's day story it can be with Stu or anybody i don't think i've ever really celebrated valentine's day so i don't really i don't really have anything Even impressive with Stuart? yeah i mean we go out to dinner he's sometimes he's working and it's just me plowing through a heart-shaped russell stover yeah <laughs> is that the neighbor what about you john john uh did you hear what he just said <laughs> is that the neighbor <laughs> I, I honestly, I hate Valentine's Day. <laughs> I, I just think it's a lot of pressure. Did you hate it when you were married, though? Oh, yeah, we didn't do it. We just did. It was ridiculous. 
I hate when people say they hate Valentine's Day, and I hate when people say it's a Hallmark holiday. Pick I another day. It. Be it's lovely so to me next sure. Thursday. Mallory so said, annoying. Mallory said tomorrow. Can we go to Gertrude Hawk and buy all their super cheap Valentine's candy? And I said, Yeah, sure. Let's go do that. That's a brilliant idea. Let's go to CVS. Let's get all of their their heart shaped joy of dark chocolate I love madness. The har- I love the sweethearts. Actually, that's like my favorite candy. The chalk. No, yeah, the chalk. Yeah, the chalk, yeah. candy chalk. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's so delicious. Um, but you so make- go ahead, John. Sorry, we interrupted. I, every time I would do something, make this big grand gesture, it never, it always would fall flat. It, it was always, it never worked. I remember one time uh, I was dating. Uh, we had just moved in together. It was Valentine's Day. She was at work. I got home early. I went. I bought steaks. I bought lobster. I made her favorite sides. I got everything ready to go. As soon as she walked in, she looked at it, She goes, I'm too tired to eat and walked in the bedroom. I love that you made her favorite sides. <laughs> That's my favorite. A man who loves me knows my favorite sides. Yeah. So I did all that. And she's like, I'm too high. And then and the next day she was like, I'm sorry. You know, and I'm got, I got, I got cold lobster and steak. What are you going to do with that? You might as well just, I just threw everything in the trash. She goes, why did you throw it in the trash? I go, it's, it's, if you don't eat it, then it's ruined. It's ruined. Right. Who eats cold yeah. lobster? You don't want leftover. Yeah. And steak. So she walks into the bedroom and shuts the door. What do you do? I opened the door because it was a one bedroom apartment. What am I going to do? Sleep on a couch? That's what I did. You guys didn't even nope. like. She was just tired. But, I guess. but you didn't walk in and say, "Hey, I get that you're super tired. Let's try but, like, to I did all this let's try to rescue some of this day. What the frig is right? Let's try to rescue some of this day because I worked my ass off. Honestly, yeah. I was, it, honestly, it just took the the wind out of my sails, and I was just like, Ugh, "That's okay." Just that was so it. I, I was done with that it. That could truly take the wind out of Stewart's sail, if you know what I'm saying. No, I understand. I understand it. Well, let's put it this way. After that happened and she just walked in and just went into the bedroom and got, you know, and got ready and just put her, her uh, everyday nightgown on and jumped into bed. When she put on her suit of armor. Suit of armor. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that Valentine's Day should be almost every day when you're doing something, when you're in a relationship or something like that. It all starts. It always starts in the morning. I always say foreplay starts in the morning, ladies, with you. Now, you do nice things, kind things, bring coffee, do something, text during a day. You know, you set it all up. It's, Stop making yourself sound so romantic. Knock it off because you're just you. going right. to chase someone else away. It's right. not what you're what looking for. What do you mean? So, Maybe he'll get a girlfriend from talking about oh, it. Oh, I doubt that. I'm done with all he that stuff. Want to, he doesn't no. want that. I'm too selfish. We talked. I think I talked about this before. I, I'm too into that. me now. I'm a sologamist. What the fuck is a sologamist? Like I'm salami? in love with me. Yes. And salami. Is that the actual solo, word? A, a, so, yeah, there's an actual word. He's in for love it. with himself and salami. No, although I wouldn't mind every once in a while a good pastrami. You can't go wrong mm. with that. I like them both. But if you look up salagami, it's where there's so, actually some stupid people actually go out and marry themselves. Ever hear that story? And then they say, "Well, I say, no. well, that means you can't date with anybody else." And they go, "Well, I'm not monogamous in my salagami." Like, what the hell does that mean? You cheat on yourself? What's happening? They're just looking people. for attention at that point. Yeah, but exactly. if you're if you're planning a wedding with yourself, didn't Sarah Jessica Parker, your favorite John, do that in um Sex in the City because she was tired of going to everybody else's parties and bringing them presents for hundreds of dollars. She wanted presents and she wasn't getting married, so she had her own Wow. ceremony so people could come and she registered for like Manolos and she registered for I'm not putting that on the list of best sitcoms, by the way. I liked it, but it's not up there. Is that actually a sitcom? Is it a dramedy? What is it? 
I, I don't. I wouldn't even know to be quite honest with you. It was cable. Cable counts, right? No, I'm saying is I. I would just think it's a drama. I don't think there's. It wasn't even really comedy, was it? I thought it was hilarious. What are you talking about? Oh, maybe I'm wrong. What do you think, Jess? Do you consider Sex in the City a comedy? Yes, it's extremely funny, but it's not a. It's not a dramedy. There's nothing. Yes, it's a comedy. I don't know if it's a sitcom. I mean, it te- is. So Curb Your Enthusiasm is technically a sitcom, but is Sex in the... I guess it is. I guess it is, yes. When you have to say technically a sitcom, it's not a sitcom. It's a situation comedy, yeah. And the situation was always sex in the city, so yeah. And Sarah Jessica Parker, as I say... (laughs) Anyhow. Stop it. You just stop it right now. You knock it off. Knock it out. I know. I have to rearrange all my sound effects because for the longest time, while you, while you guys were talking about the elephant underwear, I was waiting for, I was looking for. <laughs> I couldn't find it. I thought you were supposed to have them alphabetized. You're right. I'm supposed to, but for some reason it did, it did <laughs> not work. You, so you have nothing set up. Nothing. We're going to dinner tonight. We're going to one of my favorite. Where are you going? We're going to um, a restaurant that makes lasagna with crepes instead of noodles and it is Ooh. with this bechamel sauce that makes me want to cry um it's it's delicious so we're gonna go and we're gonna take the kids with us because what i'm gonna make a meal for them and then i'm gonna you order in a pizza i don't really want them having cheerios for i could do better than that i mean then i get to hear about their day and i get to hear about the two tests that ethan took today and and mallory who refused to wear Red today, even though she has all of the clothes. Mallory, Ethan asked, why does Mallory have all of your clothes? Why do they fit her now? Are you guys the same size? No, she's a nugget, but I do laundry where everything goes in the dryer. So I have clothes that are eventually her clothes, which just saves us money in getting her new clothes because her new wardrobe is last year's my wardrobe. So, So she has this great shirt with a big heart on it, and she didn't even wear it today. Episode two. My mom just gives me hand downs. Hey, I have two older brothers, one that I'll admit to. And it turns out that I, the first dress I ever wore, I'm pretty confident, that was bought for me was for my bat mitzvah because, or my brother's bar mitzvah, I wore a dress to his. But I wore hammy, I was the hand me down kid. And I wore boys' clothes that were handed down to me. That explains so much, like why you love Old Navy. I have not worn or shopped at Old Navy in a hundred years, but yeah, I mean it's it's gender non-specific t-shirt, non-fitting boy cut pants. Yeah, it's just what I, it's just what I knew. Um, Jessica, while you were away, did you want to kill all of your friends for being on the Marco Polo app and recording twenty-seven hours worth of videos for you to watch, or did you just blow it off and not watch it? I think I'm actually enjoying seeing Melissa Brilliant just post on Marco Polo. Dina just posted on Marco Polo more than the actual videos. Dina's, so like the Dina's notifications new. give me great joy. Yeah. I've never heard but, of Marco Polo. But I have not oh, watched John. it. Oh, my God. It's like Voxer, but video. Get out of town. No, you're going to need it. And then don't tell me you got it because then I'll stalk you. <laughs> so be very careful. Careful who you tell. It's great for you to have with your kids, too. So they could send you a quick, hey, dad, um, blah, 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 blah. Have a good night. Bye. Because they don't live with you full time. So to get little blurbs of seeing their face, knowing they're doing well or doing something is is delightful. Because hmm. that's what our friends do. Because we're all from Maine to... 
I guess we really just have the East Coast crew on there, huh? Yeah. Well, it's amazing. Everybody's freaking out because of Snapchat. They did some kind of update and everyone hates it. My son said that. They, you know, they're getting rid of it. And I see a lot of more, I see a lot more Instagram stories. But the reason that Snapchat was so good was because they liked the filters. And if Snap, if uh, Instagram ever got better filters, I think that they would put Snapchat out of business. And this, again, you never know, but people hate it. They like my daughter stopped using it. And that's big. Oh, really? That yeah, much? They, they really don't like it. And mm. they live on it. They do. That whole generation lives on it. They have their names that they tell us that they, and they never post on it. And they have some kind of fake account somewhere that they, they talk to all their friends on. You mean their Finsta? I, what's that called? Fake Insta, fake Instagram, Finsta. Oh, I didn't know that. Which they don't even have to do. They just need two accounts. I tend to steal my kids' devices every once in a while and check directly on their things. And at night now, they charge all of their devices downstairs in the kitchen. So I can just go on there and see their story, their history, who's been writing them. And (laughs) I used to get their texts. I don't really check them as much anymore. I probably should. It's becoming even more important to know what's going on in their lives. Okay. I should be stockier. John, you got to get Marco Polo. There, Hang on one second. It. You're going to have it. I'm going to get a Marco Polo while recording. Good times. I did get a text while talking to you that Ethan left something at home that he needs me to take a picture of and to text to him. And I did have the debate of saying, hey, guys, hold on a second. But I, I didn't do it because, I mean, consequences, man, right? Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, your parents didn't run stuff to the school all the time when you forgot stuff. Oh, no, they didn't. Where I'm going this weekend is a long weekend. So I asked my brother, sister-in-law, and their two kids to join my family in the Poconos. It's Stuart's parents have a, have a place there. And we're all going to throw our stuff in. And the kids will go snowboarding and skiing for a couple of days. But, you know, which gave my brother and I the opportunity to talk about vacations when we were kids. Because this is kind of like a three-day vacation for them to go on, and we didn't take vacations, and we didn't have any of it, and anything we did was on the very ghetto side, or they went away, but we went to camp. So already I said to him, we're already doing even better for our kids than our parents did for us, and all we're doing is going to a house where they're going to drop their stuff and and suit up and just run across a golf course in snow pants, and then go snowboarding at one of the local mountains. We're already doing more for them than our parents did for us. Did you guys take vacations when you were kids? Yeah, all the time. Well, we used to go to the shore all the time. Absolutely. Jess, you said that too about going to the shore. I went to the shore. We went to Ocean City in July, and then we would go to Rehoboth in August. We went every year. And then my dad took us to Disney a couple times and – then they would go to Club Med while I went to camp. I'm trying to think if we ever did any other like major vacations. Like we never went to California or Virginia. They went to Virginia Beach, but I was in high school. It's mostly just local shore stuff. But, but I you still... went to Disney though, right? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Yes, we did twice. And then also every spring break, we went to my uncle's condo in New York City. And every spring break, we would do New York City trip and go see a Broadway show and shop and like walk around the city and stuff. So, does, yeah, I mean, we did Does New York three City count as a, year, a vacation? It does when you're 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, okay. you're doing like Statue of Liberty and going to see Phantom. Yeah, I'd Ooh, say so. Ooh, that sounds delightful. 
Because you stayed in mm-hmm. a hotel, right? It was an away game. You stayed in a hotel mm-hmm. and you, uh oh, and you got to eat for my father in law. He got candy bars and soda out of, out of machines. And that was a vacation. So that's what Stuart knew as a vacation. And when we stayed, when the kids were little at hotels, they would just bring candy bars into the room. Like, this is not what vacation is. Let's go and see the Empire State Building. Let's go and see something. Let's go to Mexico. Let's go somewhere. We already do much more for them, which is what you want, right? You want to give your kids more than your parents gave you? Yeah, I guess. Well, we had, right. as kids, uh, my parents had a travel trailer. So we would tow, we would either go to the shore or down into Virginia or, you know, out Pennsylvania way or up north. You know, we did a lot of different things with the trailer. Uh, so that was fun. But, you know, we never did a lot of flying or long trips. If we we went to Florida. We, we drove. My, we would never fly. My mother despised flying. So wherever we wanted to go, we had to drive. And we wanted to talk about California. Mm. My father said, I'm not driving to California. You got to get on a plane. And we never, I've still never been to California. We're going for spring break if you want to come with us. Oh. Ooh, hey. <laughs> we're flying out to LA. We're going to stay for three days. And then we're driving to Vegas. We're going to stay for three days. And then we're going to fly home from Vegas. That is a pretty cool trip. I heard Vegas is only a couple hours. Like, it, how many trips? Yeah. Yeah, like, Two and a half hours from L.A. That's amazing. So, yeah, yeah. That, that would be pretty cool. That's why we're able to hit. Two, I mean, because how many things can you do in L.A.? I'm going to see if we could do like a universal tour, a studio tour. We, Stuart and the kids want to take a surf lesson while we're there. We're going to be in Santa Monica. So they're going to try surfing, and I'm going to take a Valium because I'm always afraid that somebody's going under and they're gone. So maybe I'll do something else that day and not be there. Try to get on the Ellen show? She's not actually filming that week, that spring break week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She films up until the 22nd, and then that week she's dark. So, yeah. That's a bummer. It is a bummer because I kind of have a somebody that I can call to see about tickets for that. And I just realized I have no connections to anything in L.A., because I would love to take my kids on. What about Marnie? We have friends there. Yeah, but she—I don't think she, she could she, give you advice. Yeah, she do maybe. She's so lovely. She said, "Come and stay at our hotel at our house. My whole family's away. Come stay at our house the whole time." And I said, "That is so lovely." We're—I mean, we're going to meet another family out there. I don't want to—I don't want to impose on her. So hopefully, oh, we'll that's s- weird. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, see yeah. her for dinner at one point. I hope. But I was just saying, ask her for ideas on what to do. I actually can't stand being in LA. Seems you like can't stand being in New York either. Yeah, New York. I like New York. What are you talking about? <laughs> you once said you hated it. You go in, it it's stinky. You have to. I take hate going it. there for work. Oh. I don't like going there for work because it's all it is is like constant schlepping. But if I was to go there and have like a day to myself, maybe I would have fun like poking around, eating wherever, shopping in the, you know, the cool places, and like also you know, like Chelsea Market on the weekend has some really fun stuff. But like. Going up there for the day on the train, I just feel like a, I feel like a hot dog in a package all day. Yeah, you I'm said your snot turns the, black yeah, and you like hate that. it. You hate New York because the my snot. snot turns black. <laughs> yeah, that's what you God, said. I, I listen. I listen. You know me. T- I, I think at this point, maybe you know too many things about me. <laughs> <laughs> We're sharers. Are you, are you breaking up it's with me? Maybe not so good. Are you breaking up with me? Do we need no, to see less of each other? A little. <laughs> what are you saying? No. What are you saying? I love New York. I hate mid. I hate like um, Times Square. I hate all the places that we usually take the kids to see a show or to dinner. I hate that whole area. 
But outside of that pocket, I love New York. Love, love, love it. Interesting. Um, I bought tickets for my kids to see a concert that I don't think they want to see because it's probably one of the last times in their lifetime they'll be able to see this concert. And I think it's something they should experience. Is that wrong? What's the name of the group? The name of yeah. the group is called Paul Simon. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> so they, um, um, they're going to come with us on this farewell tour that he's doing. And they will sit and drink a beer if they need to to enjoy his concert. Well, wait a minute. I mean, ha- have you introduced them to his music yet? Yeah, I mean, he's my favorite. So it's always on in the car and they do know. Okay, so they know the songs. Some. Like, my mom was a big Neil Diamond fan way back in the day. I remember as a kid, the Neil Diamond records were always playing in the house. And I think when I got my really my first real job, Neil Diamond came to the Spectrum, and I took my mom and my aunt to the Neil Diamond concert. I got us good tickets, and Spectrum. they yeah went the Spectrum. That was yeah. way back in the yeah. day, and they had a blast. They were like teenagers. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, Neil Diamond puts on a good show. You could get, oh, he, I've seen him several times. He's He was amazing. But you could get really beat up if you walked into school humming forever in blue jeans. Like, you could really get your ass kicked if you, <laughs> if you unleashed your Neil Diamond. Why? In school. He just what do you retired. Mean, why? I know. I think he's got Parkinson's. Why? Am I making How, that up? Why would Neil Diamond, hold on. Why would Neil Diamond indicate an ass kicking of all things? Who could have hatred? About that, I mean, because um, it's nerdy. I mean, it's no sweet Caroline. I again. If he but hasn't it come back around with... so that it's like cool again? Oh, I'm talking about when John was in high school. If he skipped into high school singing "Forever well, in Blue Jeans," yeah, or... no, wait, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I, I <laughs> didn't have to admire his, his right. sensitive masculinity. <laughs> he wears a lavender bedazzled blazer. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot about the glitter. He is Never mind. very sparkly. I forgot. I forgot. Melissa, you're on to something. I totally forgot about that. And he's, don't get me wrong, the man is fucking fabulous. And I think he has Parkinson's, which is why he canceled his tour, he which does. breaks exactly my right. heart. Um, but he definitely has flair that, that a high school kid might not want to flaunt. So, John, are you saying you didn't like him or that you were afraid? Well, no, I like Neil Diamond. I thought he was good. I just I wouldn't go in and I wouldn't go into school and it. sing his songs. I didn't. Let's Can put you it this way: I did not. impression. Oh, first of all, I was out of school once we went to the concert. Money but I did, I, talks. <laughs> oh my god, that's the exact one I was going to sing say. or dance. Money or it talks, <laughs> but it can't sing and dance, and it can't walk. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. What about hello, my friend? Hello. Just I can't on. stand eating jello. <laughs> <laughs> it jiggles oh. and it wiggles. I think about it every, every night. And I know it's late. I feel this way. <laughs> it's yeah. always there. But I couldn't wait. Jello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Jello. We are the worst. We are the worst. Yeah, so I mean, what concert I mean, did you ever go to a concert that your parents liked? I mean, back in the day, did your parents ever My take parents you to a concert? My parents never went. Oh, you know what? My we had tickets for My first concert was Rush. The Westbury Music Fair on Long Island, which was a theater in the round. And my parents had tickets, never took us anywhere. We never, 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 never went anywhere. We occasionally went to a Broadway show. I think my grandparents did that. But my mother got really sick. 
And my father said, well, what do I do with these tickets? And I went to see, and this'll, this is the parent one. I went to see Mandy Patinkin at the Westbury Music oh, Fair. Lord. who Help us. Well, I love him. And I don't know if it's- I've heard lately he was kind of a douche, though, and it ruined it for me. I don't care. He's so wildly talented. <laughs> Be a douche. Okay. I don't really give a shit. Um, and then at the very end of this long, fabulous concert, he kneeled down on this rotating stage and he said, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my <gasps> father. Prepare to right, die. That's, and I that's just started time. screaming. And my, my father's like, what the fuck was that? I'm like, oh, Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, he had no idea what that it's was. the Princess but, Bride. But I sat through things that were like, is he singing in Yiddish? And is he singing it like all of this stuff that he did? And then I just sat there like a dope. And I was like, oh, I know this one. Oh, I love this one. And then all of a sudden he drops down. I'm like, yeah, Princess Bride. I was so excited. So that's the one thing I did see with just my dad, though. That's cool. You know, Scott's dad used to take him to all kinds of concerts, like Pink Floyd and... God, just Steely Dan and everything. And I'm, that's the one thing I'm so jealous of is like my parents never took me to – they saw all the concerts and then gave birth to me. My mom saw the Doors in concert. Wow. Wow. And the Beatles, actually. She saw the I know. Doors. My mom saw Jim Morrison in a gold lame pantsuit come on, flying come on, come through on. the air. Now touch me, babe. Yeah. Oh, my God. I would have not been able to – I would have needed extra underpants if I had seen that. Yeah, at least – Speaking of gold oh lame, so I have we're like, we're like why? And then it's like I gave it was like they gave birth to me and then gave up on music forever. That's Sucks. abuse. That's child abuse. What about you, John? Do you see childhood concerts? Well, no, because my mother was really into music, but my father was not. My father was more of a racing car guy, gearhead, and he didn't really like music. And my mother, I got my mother, my musical taste from my mother. She used to listen to all that stuff. Neil Diamond, uh, yeah, rock well, it. Well, I mean, she grew up in the '50s, so you know her favorite artists were uh, Little Richard, and I mean, she was. And my mom could dance. I'll tell you one thing about my mother: she could really, really dance. And uh, she always tried to teach me how to jitterbug, and I was always too embarrassed to try to learn. And it kills me now that I never learned because you know it's really been fun to do now. But yeah, all that stuff. I mean, back in the day, we would go to. Uh, I mean, we would listen to all the AM radio stations in this area. And I grew up on that music. So when I would hear it later on, as when it was on the oldie station, I was like, oh, I knew that song. I know that song because I grew up with it. The same way that your children and my children will hear the music that we listen to and say, oh, I remember my dad listened to that. But we never yeah, really like went Paul to concerts. Simon when they're older. Paul my Simon. Dad listened, my, dad, my dad worked in a record store. Mm-hmm. So as a kid, my lullabies and stuff was like Billy Joel, Paul Simon, you know, Simon and Garfunkel. He had... What else did my mom used to play for us? I'm trying to think. Those are the two I remember the most. Peter, Paul, and Mary. Strawberry Alarm Clock. Knights in White Satin by the whomever. The Doobie Brothers. um, Your parents were stoners. America. How about that? Yes, I had the. I probably still have some of the albums downstairs, but even though they're useless, but like, oh, Janis Joplin. We played a lot of that. Jefferson Airplane. How did we get on the subject? Concerts. I just bought tickets for Paul Simon. Yeah, that's right. To do. Oh. Wait a minute. There's a concert coming here that I wanted to see with you. Did I send it to you? Is that James Taylor playing with the Eagles? Yes. Yeah, I think yes. I think we're going to be in England at that point. I think we're going to oh, yeah. Scotland and England for 10 days this summer. And that's exactly when James Taylor is going to be sitting in with the Eagles. And I'm going to be wicked sad to miss it. 
to the point where I might even find them somewhere else on the tour, even though he's only doing the Northeast part. And somebody else was sitting in, maybe Jimmy Buffett? Somebody else was sitting in on the southern half of the tour. And I might have to drive somewhere far to go. I might have to borrow John's trailer and go (laughs) camper and drive to anywhere but L.A. to find where the concert tour is going next just to hear it. Mm, but yeah. I don't think we're going to be yeah. here. I want to do the Ingles. It's right the day that podcast movement ends. That night is the concert. Oh, John. that's perfect. It's a wounded eagle. I mean, two of them are gone. Two of them are dead. There's what? only. What do you mean? But we can sing to it. John, all you need is John Henley. Who died? Didn't two of them die? Let's see. Who Glenn cares? Fry. James Taylor. Glenn yeah. Fry died. And didn't another one die too? Yeah. Um, Who cares? Okay. Are you serious? Well, I mean, James Taylor. Yeah, but it's not really the Eagles. It's the Eagles music. I would even see a cover. There's a cover band locally of Queen. And I okay. thought, all right, I'll go see that. And I, I kind of want to give my kids all this music experience because the shit they listen to, other than Hamilton, which they still both listen to going to bed at night, I hear, Alexa, shuffle Hamilton. And I'm like, oh my God, I love you guys so much that they're listening to that at night warms my heart. But I want to, they also listen to rice gum and, and all these rap, stupid, stupider, dumb, dumber shit that I like them to all listen right. to real music. And to, so I would love to take them to see Queen. Ethan was singing Fat Bottom Girls in the car the other day because I had had it on in the morning on the way to school and I picked him up and he just picked up where he left off. It was adorable. I loved it. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, such good stuff. And then Crazy Little Thing Called Love came on. And then Mallory's like, I love this drum line. I love line. that song. Right? She loves, Crazy she's little like, thing what love. a great drum line. Like, she's a percussionist. First so. of all, Scott and I have both decided that the best front man in the history of the world is Freddie Mercury. Yep. Without a doubt. I'll Without go with a that. Doubt. Talking and about best, gold lame. the best female, the best female is Ann Wilson of Heart. Mm. Yeah, she's, she's, she's powerful. Yeah. Nobody ever agrees with me about that. She's powerful. But listen to, uh, she's a magic band. Yeah. It's like frantic and powerful. But is she a good person? Who else? Who would you put in there? Who would you put in there? Who cares? I mean, I just mean singer-wise, I guess. Okay. I mean, because. Oh, are you talking showmanship? No, she's talking pipes. Yeah, yeah, kind of. She's talking pipes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. The best version of uh, Stairway to Heaven is when her, when Ann Wilson sings it with her sister playing uh, for their, the Led Zeppelin tribute band in Washington. What's the name of that place? The Kennedy Center. Yeah. They did a concert and uh, Ann Wilson came out and sang Stairway to Heaven. And it's probably my favorite version of all time. It's on, you can find it on YouTube. I will. Yeah. It's amazing. So again, I try to, Send. I, mean, I try to do the same thing and show my kids the influence of music, and they're just now they don't want to listen to it. And they're not they say, having it. And they're like, "Listen to this, Dad." And I'm like, "Yours are too old for you to do that now. Mine, I still have them captive. Like they're still my prisoners for the most part. I could make them do anything I want." Right. Um, Stevie Nicks is another one, but she's her voice is is more specific. But I know you're gonna. I know I'm gonna take shit for this. I think Kelly Clarkson, who is now and not a class i think she could sing anything and rock the shit out of it i think she's a contender for best front woman for a band i hate to say this because we're always saying i'm going to take it but i thought when she was out there shania twain was the best because she could do it all she had great singing she had 
you know, a very good uh, stage presence. And she feels like a woman. She does feel well. I don't know that for fact. You know, I don't know that firsthand if she feels like a woman, but I would say she probably does. But then she got married, and that guy screwed her over by dating her best friend or something like that. And then they got married, and then it basically wrecked her. Now she's just trying to sing again. Where did I see her recently singing? Stewart said she looked fluffy. Well, she's how old really? now? No, she no, she's had like fillers, and she's had like oh, her face is, is has shame. been worked on. That's what. That's, a That's what he means. Like, like, like. There's a film over her. Like, she's got a wonderful. I said, I hope I look like I've got a, I've got a gel cast over my face every time you see me. I say, I say no, I, because to be honest with you, like, if you look at Joan Rivers back in the day, and then you look at Joan Rivers before she died, it was like somebody put a face mask on her or something. Yeah, it, was it looked hard. like you could knock on her face and hear yeah, it. Her face looked like a catcher's mitt. It was horrible. And women, she do this was stuff happy all the time. though. She was. It wasn't her last surgery voluntary, like a yeah. Of course yeah. it was. But I just don't, all that blowing up and shooting your face with stuff and you yeah, it just, I don't know, it takes the human human out of you, I think. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And the, no, the right. fillers and the, like, guess what? You're aging. You want to take the edge off with like a shot of Botoxy here or there? I'm an advocate. But to fill your face with just seems like a, seems like a bad choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your face I, looks like a catcher's mitt afterwards. Choices. Yeah, I've made my share of bad choices, so I know all about them. But, yeah. Oh, P.S. Thanks. Stuart said after listening to one of our podcasts, "What a what's the real story about the India House?" I'm like, "What do you mean? We hung out at a youth hostel? No, I think there's more behind it than that." I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And now he won't stop. Now every joke is, "Tell me about the India House." Tell me, and I'm like, "You got to let it go, buddy. You got to let it go." Oh, Jessica. Yeah, John wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah, they're college stories. Why not? Why wouldn't I know? Because I wasn't there. Did you ever stay in a youth hostel? Of course not. No? You've never stayed in a youth hostel before. I don't even know what one is. Honestly, thinking back, Melissa, would you recommend it? (laughs) (laughs) To whom? (laughs) Parts of it were wonderful. Parts of it were filthy. So it's it's a house where... Including trying to eat super It's super cheap lodging for foreigners, for the most part. I'm out. For people to come from out of the country to stay for like $12 a night, you throw down your backpack, You there's a communal kitchen. Um, if you want to eat what they're making there, it's it's a big vat of jambalaya, which I don't think any of us really wanted to eat. Why were you staying there? Because we took a spring break from college and we wanted to go to New Orleans. So we stayed there with like 30 other people that come goey. We were there for the week, right? Cummy going. <laughs> they cummy a lot more than they goey. Let's just say it. <laughs> I think it's. I think that means they cummy then they goey. <laughs> it's one then yeah, the next. Something. something is right. Yeah. Nobody wants to bring a black light into that place. Yeah. For you to see my teeth, or I'm what else about you the, find? The, the, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking like, about. Yeah, the walls look like a zebra. Oh, Jackson yeah. Pollock was here. Lovely. No. Um, yeah, so we stayed there. I stayed at one in um, Montreal, Canada as well with a group of kids on a tour. I did that too. But it's just a super cheap way to travel around the country and the have world. Sex. They're everywhere. And you just drop your bag and they have like these gross showers. They have, I mean, because all these people just come through there and just come and go. It's it's a stopover. We were there so long, John, that when we it went, was so long, we we went. It was, a- it was it got gross, but we went to get on 
we went down to some bar that we'd go down to every night down. It was like, you know why? It was on the corner. It was like one block from where we were staying. It was. They had ladies night. Remember what ladies night was? Red Stripe. What was it? It was Dixie Dixie beer for free. Three for the price of one. And so we were literally holding three. It was like three rum and Cokes and just walking around like we were hoarding alcohol. I don't remember any of that, kids. I, I do. <laughs> I also remember that you guys got me high and left me on the front porch sleeping Went to the bar without me. So I woke up. It was dark. I'm laying on the steps into the India house. No one I know in sight. Just sleeping there like a homeless person. So why wouldn't you want to tell Stuart what happened in the India house? Was it before the drinking? We went down. Did I not just illustrate that enough? We went that down I was to sleep like a homeless Street. person on the outside of the house and they just like went to the bar without me. We went down just to left me there to sleep. We went down to Bourbon Street almost every night and we went to go get back on the bus. And the guy, the bus driver said, girls, you don't want this bus. This bus doesn't go to where you're going. This you want the next bus. Look for the one. And we're like, oh, my God, how the fuck do you know us? And how do you know how to tell us what bus we want to get on? We were there so long. He was like, what's up, girls? Uh, you don't want this bus, which means you're not even our driver and you know about us. Like you are our Uber and please just make yeah. sure we get home. Okay. Cause we left a friend on the front porch sleeping. I wow. went down to new Orleans and I took f- like five boxes of girl scout cookies with me. <laughs> and when Jessica woke up, we all wound up on lower bunk beds, just eating through four boxes of thin mints. I don't remember that at all. So oh. in three years or four years, minutes. Yeah. In four years, Mallory says to me, hey, mom, I'm going to go down to New Orleans and I'm going to stay in a student hostel. You say. Have a good time. Make, Try the India house. I $10 would say, a night. Make good choices. Go ahead. Have a great time. Make good choices. Yeah. Is she, yeah. Wait, is she in college? Yeah. If she's in college and she's she's getting grades that are making me happy, I'm, I'm paying for her flight to New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, make good choices. Don't be a dick. Like, come on. All right. So I guess it wasn't the wasn't that bad of a time there. That she, you, I just bad. don't understand what you can't tell Stuart that happened there. Nothing. Everything was totally above board. What are you putting your finger up to your mouth? What's that about? <laughs> what about you, this why finger? Am I, yeah, that one. <laughs> why am I getting the middle finger salute? Bum, bum, ba, da, 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 All right. Bum. And now I have, I feel like a woman in my head. Can we go, go back to money talks? Damn. <laughs> I feel like a woman. Woo! <laughs> 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 yeah, she was Woo! package back then, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she definitely... Uh, John right now is thinking her levels are fucked right now. Thank you for that. Oh, it doesn't matter. I, I fix all clean that. up in post. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah I'll clean everything up Can in I post. Can I just tell you guys one funny story before we hang up? Because it's been tickling me lately. So... Lately, the thing Isaac wants to watch every morning while we get ready for school is the Curious George Halloween special. It's called Boo Fest. And in it, they find a a legend or an old ghost story of a ghost, which was a scarecrow uh, with a pumpkin for a head. And the pumpkin gets disappears, the head rolls off or something. And then the farmer spent the whole day trying to find him a new head. He couldn't find one. And so now... Whenever you walk by where the scarecrow used to be, um, your hat blows off because the scarecrow kicks your hat off or something like that. But the scarecrow's name is No Noggin. Oh, No Noggin. No Noggin. And so every day, Isaac says to me, I want to watch No Noggin. 
And every day, every day I have to be like, we're not watching No Noggin now. And then I always think it's like, No Noggin means no head. It's so funny. It's adorable. But like he doesn't get that part of the joke yet, but like his favorite show is No Noggin. It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. The things that we end up calling things for our kids, like No Noggin is ridiculous. Um, he totally skipped every holiday after Halloween. He doesn't care about any other holiday. He does not care. Because they don't give you candy. celebrated them all. And then after the holiday's over, no, he likes the scary shit. He wants to be a vampire still. Wow. You know, it's funny because when you were talking about what you watch with your kids, the way I knew Manny Patank with Patankin. Uh-huh. Patinkin. Because I watched Elmo and Grouchland a thousand times. He was brilliant in that. He should have gotten an award. See, I only know him from Princess Bride. Oh, Yentl. Hmm. I know him from Yentl and then Princess Bride. But actually, it took someone to point out that they were the same person for me to realize. I didn't know. I think I was was that person. Um, Chicago Hope. Didn't he do um, (laughs) Chicago Hope also? He did a great show. Probably were that person. And he did Criminal Minds, which he left to spend more time with his family. Got to admire that, too. Um, but it's, a, it's just amazing what you watch with your kids. Like I watched that. I watched Babe a hundred thousand times. Pig in the City. Uh, yes. And then I as, as cartoons, uh, my kids were always into Danny Phantom and Kim Possible. Kim Possible. Oh, Kim Possible. That's an older person's cartoon, I think. Mm. What do you say? Kids liked it. And then SpongeBob, of course. SpongeBob. Not sure. SpongeBob to me it was my kids' generation's Bugs Bunny because. Not only was it a kid's cartoon, but it also entertained adults. When they did SpongeBob, it seemed like they said, listen, parents are going to have to watch this too. So if we really want this to be good, we've got to appeal to both. We've got to make it fun for kids, but there's got to be a subliminal adult message that the adults get. And it's funny because I, I can I go back and watch it. I felt that about Pixar. When Pixar started making movies, and like Disney's really just for kids, but Pixar, when they first started, had humor in there for me. And, and it was... It was made me happier. Although Disney did um, Aladdin and what's his name? Robin Williams was brilliant in that. Mm-hmm. And that was for adults. I don't think our kids got anything other than, oh, look at the big blue genie. And he was, he was, it was really smart. It was really well written. The blue genie. I heard you. Loved him. Oh, was it a test? No. You looked very confused. <laughs> okay, no, I was listening. I was interested. All right. So ladies, are we wrapping this up? I know that we're closing, um, but we did not give a mom story this week. And I want to give you one from what John just said so that you could get a better idea. Um, There was a man who loved my mother, who loved her. And she, I think she loved him too, but he was really short Mm. in stature. And she, I don't know, five, six, five, seven. She just, she said, I, I, he asked her out come to this dance with me, prom, I don't know what it was, come to this formal with me. I, I can't, I can't, because I, I would wear heels and you would be too short for me. And he said to her, I will fake an injury and I will go in a wheelchair. Wow. Just to be with you. And I thought, oh my God, you still said no to him after he wanted to be with you. So you, I think you loved him. Like you didn't go. And she said, no, she did not go with him because he was, not the right height for her. And uh, what the does that mean? Yeah, I just these stories are coming back to me that are just really devastating. Wow. They're just really. Yeah, well, I think that's a big thing for women. I think they want a guy that's bigger because they want to they want to protect her or they, you know, I think that's more attractive and a, and a shorter guy. Um, 
unfortunately, that doesn't provide that. So they don't want to be seen. You know, they want to be able to wear heels. I mean, there's women now, you know, that are five nine, five ten, and they want to wear heels. They got to date a guy that's six three, six four to be able well, to do something like Nicole that. Nicole Kidman is how tall, and she's with Keith Urban, who's how little. Like the two of them. I guess it does look a little funny when they stand next to each other. It looks, Listen, I don't know who's got more makeup or more hair done of the I'm two of them. I'm telling you right now, when you learn how to play an instrument, it puts it adds a foot to your stature. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. When you true. play the guitar, yeah. it makes it, it puts a foot on you, to be quite honest with you. Right. So foot, yeah, foot on you. Mm-hmm. It makes okay. you a foot longer, taller. Oh, oh, a foot taller. Oh, oh, no, I like the longer. foot wider. Better. Mallory told me a joke. Can I tell you a joke? Sure, I absolutely. I got, I got it. Here, here's Mallory's joke. And I thought it was going in a totally different direction because she's been telling me dirty jokes lately. And again, <laughs> it's Mallory. Um, Jessica just fell asleep. She, that's okay. She rubbed this guy. It's okay. I'm just tired. This guy rubs a lamp and a genie comes out and he's kind of annoyed, the genie. Mm-hmm. And he says, Ugh, whatever, I'll give you your three wishes. Go ahead. What are your three wishes? And he said, Oh, he said, oh, but if I'm going to give you three wishes, I'm going to give your worst enemy twice as much of whatever I give you. So he says, I want $10 million. And he's like, all right, but I'm telling you, your biggest enemy is going to get $20 million. And he's like, that's fine. I got 10. We're good. I'll take the 10. Shazam, he's rich. He said, I want to be so handsome. All right, I'm I'm going to make you super handsome, but your worst enemy is going to be even more handsome, twice as much as you. Got it. This is the longest joke of my uh, life. So I know it, so it's a good one. Wait, here it comes. I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. So I'm like, we're sitting in the front seat of the car, and I'm like, Mallory, I don't know if I can handle you telling me this joke. Please, please don't tell me this joke. She goes, what? His third wish was to donate one of his kidneys. And I was like, Oh, so his enemy would donate both kidneys and he would pretty much die. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he'd be really rich and really handsome. And she's like, why? What did you think it was? And I'm like, (laughs) oh. See, now I heard it differently. I'm in. I said, I heard his third wish was that he would be, his penis would be nine inches long. Oh. See, now. And and that would make his enemy 18 inches long. And that's not good. (laughs) That is not what you want. No, I heard the way I heard it was For anybody, even him. That's not good. Yeah. The way I heard it was the third wish. He looked his the guy he hates it, it right in the eye and he looked at the gene and he said, beat me half to death. Oh, yours is good, too. So that's what I thought you were going with. Yes, yours is good, too. Um, I heard the, the joke I heard was uh, Valentine's Day where more seed is spilled than Michael J. Fox trying to fill a bird feeder. Ew. I like Michael J. Fox. Oh, Michael J. Fox. I like Michael J. Fox. I like the, I like the, uh, the reaction. It's like, ooh. Oh. I like Michael J. Fox. Wah. I do too. Knock it off. I just, Knock it off. Whatever. All right, ladies. All right. Next time, more Mallory jokes. That's it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please check us out at brilliantobservations.com. You can also find us at Listen Brilliant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, Please send us some feedback as to who you think the best sitcoms are, what you did for Valentine's Day, what you think we should talk about on the show. It is brilliantobservations at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for showing up. Take care, guys. Bye. 